Welcome to the Cap City Offers Podcast. This is episode 97. You've got Chris and Brian, and today we're going to talk about a new product we've got in the store, which is the Psionics Aurora. Um, this is a digital night vision um, camera device, uh, kind of monocular at the same time. Um, we're going to get into um, what the Aurora is, what it isn't, um, some potential uses for it, and why this should be on your short list of things to think about getting. Absolutely. Um, guys, Psionics is a company that's been around for a number of years now doing um, CMOS-based, chip-based night vision stuff. So essentially, it's a camera um, that's that's using a boatload of gain um, to, to, intensify a look, to intensify light within it uh, through software. Um, the, the company, like I said, has been around for a number of years. Uh, they're actually currently doing some dot mill contract stuff for some things coming down the pipe with the military and with the government. Um, and, and to the extent that they're actually partnering with Microsoft on some things coming down the road that should be pretty amazing over the next probably two to five years. Um, Psionics popped up on our radar as, as kind of an alternative to night vision um, and, and, and then also came to our attention through a number of requests from law enforcement end users uh, looking for surveillance devices because Psionics is something that you can record off of as it is a camera. And then it also Wi-Fi's or links directly to an available slave iPad, iPhone, or computer so you can record with it. Um, the, the company and the technology coming on the road, this is probably going to be one a, a very rapidly emerging um, product line. There's going to be a number of things to come down the road that, that I, I, I don't... I think they might actually be able to replace what we think of as analog night vision right now over the next three to five years uh, is, is what my gut's yeah. telling me about this technology. Um, it, it's, it's pretty impressive stuff. So um, I, I, it definitely is a consumer grade product is where it's definitely interesting. So let's talk about what it's not. Yeah. So the Psionics is not your traditional PVS 14, PVS 21, uh, PVS seven, um, any kind of, a tube with a photon gate that actually intensifies photons uh, that operates in real time. Uh, it is uh, a full color system um, based on the camera chip. Um, based on a camera chip where light comes in, hits the camera chip, um, goes into a di digital signal processing chip, and then is output to an OLED screen that you're actually looking at, um, there is a slight bit of delay. Yeah, uh, it's not much, but it's enough that if you were running, um, flying, driving, or kicking in doors, it's probably not the thing you want to use. I would even say trying to walk rapidly through unknown terrain. Um, you know, maybe if you're inside a building here in the states where there's building codes and things are very standardized, steps are all the same height, there are railings, doorways, and hallways are generally the same size and spaced out appropriately, and things of that nature. Um, I still don't know that I would want to try and navigate that rapidly in any fashion with the amount of delay. Um, having said that, the Aurora itself, you can actually stand in one place and spin, you know, 90 degrees or 180 degrees, and you can still generally see most of what you just spun past, even if you move pretty quickly. Um, and that's where the lag would have shown up a year or two ago in some of the products like this. There would have been tremendous lag or just a loss of um a loss of the ability to observe things, period, would have just gone away because of the lag in the technology. Um, if you go to their website, look at the refresh rates and stuff like that, the refresh rates on these devices are where high-end TVs were two to three years ago. 
Um, so, you know, if you're a, if you're a gamer doing crazy stuff and you got all kind of money spent on a gaming screen, um, this might be something that would drive you crazy. If you're a professional end user who's used night vision, legit night vision, then that might be a problem too. Um, so there's, you know, some of these things, some of the limitations for it, like Brian's saying, I wouldn't ever try and drive a vehicle with this simply because of that lag time. If somebody stopped in front of yeah. you or something ran out in front of you or the trail or turned or it's trying to hit your marks. Yeah. Trying to hit your mark, that kind of thing. Um, you know, so the, definitely not trying to drive a vehicle. And I would say definitely not trying to move rapidly, even unless it's a truly known environment going for a walk through the woods off a trail. Um, you would have to pick your way through it. I think, you know, you, which with night vision, a lot of guys will tell you the same thing. Yeah. You know, you've got to move slowly anyway, if you're off trail, if you're on trail, I think you could do all right with it. Um, as long as it's relatively clear, relatively even path, even trail. Um, the, you know, so, so some of the things that those are some of the limitations to it, uh, battery life. You're also talking about two hours of battery life again. So if you're a professional end user, um, probably not what I'm going to want to try and throw on a helmet or, or a cry nightcap and go wander around on patrol or something like that, simply because the, you know, if you were to find yourself in an engagement, never mind the lag time, the battery life, if you're an hour into it and all of a sudden you need it and you're caught up in something, it might create more problems than it solves in that specific environment. Um, it, it, they are lithium batteries, so they're not terribly cold sensitive or heat sensitive, um, but something to be aware of with anything that's battery based there. Yeah. Um, also not quite as ruggedized as the military versions of night vision as well. Um, I, I definitely would not want to get this in water to any depth. I know that it has a waterproof rating, but I would not want to get it in water of any depth. Um, and understanding too, that it's, it's essentially a civilian use camera device, um, that is not a sealed unit as well. Um, rapid temperature changes probably could lead to some fogging with lenses and stuff like that as well. So you would want to do your due diligence there and apply whatever lens coatings, cat crap or whatever to yeah. those lenses to make sure you're covered in that regard. Um, also, any other like just things to be aware of with it? Yeah. Um, the Psionics unit does kind of chime and beep from time to time. Yes. It makes I'm noise. Sure. There's ways yeah. to turn all which, that off. Yeah. Which is really bad in a, in, you know, out in a, in a, you know, in a, in a real world environment. Um, it's just kind of annoying, but it does let you know what's going on while you can't see the switch. It does. The, the chiming does let you know what's up. Um, curiously enough, the chiming has lag to it too, though. So one click at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what it does do, it lets you keep up with, I would say from a visual acuity standpoint, from a fixed position, um, on the firing line, shooting guns, um, walking around the world, not running, but walking around the world, it lets you get Gen 2 Plus performance without yeah. any additional IR illumination. And when you throw in additional IR illumination that you might run on a gun, whether it's something crazy like a mall, a B.E. Myers mall, or whether it's something as simple as a Streamlight VIR2, um, you know, the VIR2 is putting out uh, IR Illum and an IR laser. And at, at, you know, at 50 yards, it, you might as well be standing next to whatever it is you're looking at. The visual acuity is outstanding. So it does work in conjunction with current IR Illum systems, um, as well as IR designator systems, lasers and things of that nature, very, very well from a, vis from a pure vision standpoint or the ability to see things standpoint. It's pretty impressive. Um, without the illumination, it's Gen 2, Gen 2 Plus. Uh, if it's dark out, it's going to get grainy, and if it gets really dark out, you're not going to be able to see things at any kind of distance at all. Yeah, which, to be honest, is kind of the same as a PVS-14. Yeah. 
Um, if you've got things in deep shadow, um, you do need an IR illuminator to see what's going on inside of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if there's there's big contrast, something's if you're looking inside of a structure that's backlit, yeah. um, and you're seeing inside of that structure, you definitely need to provide some kind of an illumination. Absolutely. It, yeah. I mean, so so you know, if, if you're a if you're a warfighter kicking indoors or patrolling out through the world. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think this is the device based on durability, based on battery life, um, and, you know, and, and its limitations with lag and things of that nature. If you're an assault or kicking indoors for a SWAT team or a, a police department doing warrant service and stuff like that, again, I don't think this is the device. Uh, if you are a law enforcement officer who wants to throw something in your car bag that you take to work with you every day that will let you see into dark holes and maybe let you search for something, search for someone, um, it, it's a pretty outstanding tool, especially when you pair it with IR illumination. Then it's it's pretty impressive what it'll do. And, that, yeah. and the conversation, you know, around that is that it's durable for that. It's durable enough for that application um, where you're searching, maybe you're static or you're doing surveillance um, because you can record with it so incredibly easily. It's very turnkey to plug and play. Um, it's literally an app that you download. will let you record it onto, you know, any other kind of any Wi-Fi capable device. Um, right now, super easy, cordless, etc. Um, so if you were doing surveillance work, it gives you timestamp. It can give you coordinates on the on the Aurora. Um, it can give you uh, as well uh, directional like compass bearings or rough compass bearings. It doesn't actually do a number, but it does like you know north, northwest, or northwest or whatever to kind of let you know in general. So those things may also become applicable as a law enforcement officer doing surveillance or as a, as a, you know, a, a private investigator doing surveillance kind of stuff, it can give you some data about when and where you were exactly or, or really, really close, what direction the video was being shot from, et cetera, that, you know, maybe things that relieve some questions down the road from a prosecutorial standpoint where you can throw data out and say, no, it, it's time stamped, it's location stamped, this is where it was, this is what we got going on, this is legit, you know, kind of thing. Um, Really, really interesting tool in that regard, and that's one of the reasons we picked it up is because uh, we've got, like I said, again, a lot of law enforcement agencies here across the Midwest are chasing down something along those lines um, and not looking to drop the money that you would need for legit night vision type stuff, analog type stuff that you can record with, or the, the, you know, the ability to mate those things together, to mate a night vision yeah. device to a recording device is, is not an uncommon, is, is an expensive and not uncomplicated proposition. So this is simple and turnkey. Yeah. So um, we were, just to talk about some distances, some numbers, some kind of experiential things with this, um, it, with IR illumination in a very, very, very dark environment, and, and I, I give you specifically out in the country, probably about 30 miles outside of Columbus, so you don't have a boatload of light pollution. Um, on a night when storms are rolling in, um, no moon illumination, very, very little stellar star illumination going on. Um, basically, really heavy clouds rolling in ahead of a storm. Um, with IR illumination, specifically with the VIR2, you could see 150 yards no problem. What's going? I mean, the clarity was incredible. Um, I, I was looking. At, I was looking at corn stalks, quite honestly, and you could see individual stalks at well over 100 yards with IR loom. As soon as you pulled the IR loom, <laughs> you had about 50 feet, and that was yeah. grainy. So, so that's one of the limitations. Um, in a room in a home, in my bedroom, blacked out. Um, serious blinds, serious curtains, make it dark, dark. 
um, with no, you know, no extra illumination, you're not seeing anything without IR loom. So again, put that in a, in a mud hut environment, in a multi-unit apartment dwelling where you're going in, you know, a long hallway and then going in a doorway from there. Um, you know, those types of environments, you're going to definitely want IR illumination to go along with it. Um, the device is technically weapons rated. I'm going to say that, that, I would be super cautious with that because they list it as 556, 4,000 rounds limited. 4,000 rounds is not a whole lot. Um, yeah, this is, um, if your weapon's mounting it, this is probably more you're shooting a coyote or, yep. you know, some kind of varmint after yep. dark. Yep. Um, and honestly, And you can to, record it for the gram, so yeah. you can prove that it happened. So that's kind of cool. Um, but as far as, like, tactical things with any kind of night vision mounted on the weapon... Um, it is very hard to do anything and not violate at least one, if not two, of the four rules of safe firearms handling um, all the time. I.e., don't point guns at things you don't want to shoot. If you're using weapon-mounted night vision to ID or PID your target, you're doing it wrong because you're pointing a gun at a target you, at, at what's potentially not a target. Um, so, so yeah, understand that. Um, I, I'm not going to get into the ethical issues around that. If they're not obvious to you, start over. Um, so beyond that, if you're you're looking at this device on a gun, um, you're definitely going to run a run IR loom, in my opinion, along with it. And if you're slaving it with an optic that is compatible with, that's really cool. Um, if not, I would still say having the IR loom, IR laser is going to be a little quicker, a little better way to go, yeah. even, even in conjunction with the optic, um, just kind of as a fail safe. Uh, having said that, though, again, the durability ratings, you know, 4,000 rounds at 5.56. If I think if you went and put this on a really lightweight 30-06, I don't know how it would hold up, but it sure doesn't seem like it would be a good idea. Um, putting on a SCAR, I would be really curious to see whether it made it three or four shots before it failed yeah. on a SCAR because SCARs tend to eat things. Um, but anyway, you know, again, we just wanted to be, you know, kind of bare all and be as honest as we can be about this device. I do think the application is this. I want something in my vehicle along with my get-out bag that is not worth $5,000 that I can use to navigate the world um, and go on, you know, and be able to see what's going on around me in the dark. And, and if you throw in IR loom with it, um, that's a pretty powerful tool for that specific quest. Um, and the combination of the two, probably you're looking at about $1,000 for the device itself and IR illumination. Um, and, and that, and it comes in a hard case, like almost like a Pelican type case. So that, so it's, you know, something that you could bring with you and be durable and protected when you didn't need it in a vehicle, but when you did need it, it's going to be ready to go. Um, they do include a couple extra batteries and things of that nature, um, with the device and a charging cord and all the things you'd expect. So it's, it's, it's pretty squared away in that regard. Um, especially for, for outdoor or real world hunting use and things of that nature. Um, also, again, for the PD, you know, if you're a sergeant who's, or a lieutenant who's looking at, you know, approving a budget for a device for something like this, it does come in a case that is, you know, I guess to use military, military nomenclature, the case is nearly private proof, um, you know, which would be, I guess the analogy would be officer proof. Um, it can be probably handled pretty roughly and not be a real big deal. Um, the pricing on the devices, uh, you're, you're looking at for the for the device we're speaking of specifically, the Aurora, um, you're at the $800 mark. Uh, Sonics is doing some really big Black Friday stuff. I would push you off to their website to see what they're doing because they're doing some rebates as well as some free equipment. If you purchase the device from like November 19th to November 30th, it's kind of their Black Friday sale. Um, 
so as you're getting this this email or getting you know this here in this podcast um, it should be in time to look at something like that I would definitely say if you're looking for something less expensive to dip your toes in the water for night vision that is helmet mountable that's that's handheld that's weapon mountable that's incredibly versatile uh, this is a great way to dip your toes into it if you're already neck deep in it um, and you want something as a backup or something to throw in a spouse's car we actually had one of our customers come in who has um, a, 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 a very significant amount of money wrapped up in night vision stuff um, and actually picked up two of them just because he wanted something inexpensive that he felt like if someone stole it out of his car, he wasn't going to be totally pissed off um, and bought a second one to give to a buddy to try out because a buddy had had some interest in it as well. It's at that price point where that's that's doable. Yeah. Um, you know, if you've got if you have 87 guns in your collection, um and you're and you're just not willing to sell a few of those guns and buy legit nods. You're making a mistake. You should go buy legit nods at that point. Um, you know, sell a couple of guns, take that money, and go buy nods. If you're the guy who has maybe you know five guns in his collection and a couple of them are specific for hunting and stuff like that, um, you could probably dump one of them or save up your pennies and get something like this right now and have a very functional tool um, and be able to move forward with that. So the price points there. Um, the quality's there, the intents there, the features are there. Uh, it you know th it does a lot of different things that I think you're going to be impressed with when you get it out and play with it. I know I was. Yeah, um, dude. In today's world, in 2020, going into 2021, if you don't have the ability to maintain situational awareness after dark without giving your presence away, um, you're definitely on the wrong side of the power curve. For sure, for sure, and I, th I think there's a reality check to it that. Again, if we were back to you know where this was a five or ten thousand dollar conversation to get started in it, that the that that's a barrier to entry for a lot of people, especially people that are married and have kids, and it's just not realistic. Personally, in my opinion, that might be the reason that you want to say the barrier to entry should be significantly higher, um, you know, and I should be willing to spend the money to protect family, etc. But this is a device that will get you in the door right now with something that's very functional. Um, speaking of like the family aspect of it. I live in a neighborhood that has street lighting and things of that nature, very suburban, um, very, very suburban. Um, it, it, with this device, I was really shocked at, I know where the dark holes are in my neighborhood. I know who has shrubs around their house, um, you know, and I've had conversations about not planting shrubs in front of basement windows because it's a great place for the bad guy to hide while he's trying to break into your house, etc. I took this device out and literally just walked around my neighborhood for probably 15, 20 minutes and was stunned at the dark holes I knew were there, the fact that I could see into them, no problem. And that was without any IR assistance. When you add IR assistance to it in that environment, you literally own that environment. The other nice thing about it being in a suburban environment is you don't run into any of the gating issues where when white light does get blasted onto it, it doesn't, it doesn't break it, it doesn't hurt it, it doesn't yeah. shut it down. Um, it flares for an instant and then adjusts to white light and goes on, uh, which is really, really cool, too, in a more built-up environment. Yep. So, yeah, really cool device, guys. Um, Psionics, S-I-O-N-Y-X.com. Check them out online. Um, there's some great videos out there. Uh, you'll find a couple videos from dudes who have legitimately used night vision professionally, um, like jumping out of airplanes, uh, driving Humvees, doing all kind of craziness that, you know, um, only really cool dudes get to do. Um, and, and are putting this thing on and saying, well, for the money, this is just a no-brainer. Um, is it going to be my primary? Probably not, but it's going to be a no-brainer for me to have a few of these laying around at the price point. So definitely check them out. Uh, when you get you know somebody like that vouching for it and showing you its capabilities and saying, 
there's a value proposition that while it only gives you 95% of a regular set of nods, um, you're doing it for somewhere between a fifth and a third the price, depending on how you decide to kit things out. Um, you know, 20% of, of that, of nods is, is a pretty big conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So we'll stop preaching about it. Come in and take a look at it. Um, unfortunately, as far as test driving it, <laughs> you could come in and take one to the bathroom and look around the bathroom with it. Um, you'll probably want some kind of IR illumination though, because it's pretty damn dark in our bathroom. It's my safe space when I turn the lights out. So. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on that note, please uh, do stop, <laughs> stop in and, um, Take a look at the uh, the Psionics Aurora um, in the Aurora Black. Uh, we do wipe them down after they go <laughs> into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. As far as you know. <laughs> We're in Hilliard, Ohio, uh, 4465 Cemetery Road, right in front of the Aldi's um, and next to Louie's Fusion Drill. Um, you can also visit us online at capcityoutfitters.com. Um, there's a lot of good information there, such as how to do an FFL transfer and also how to uh, purchase a suppressor from our storefront over at silencershop.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as long as they let us stick around. Uh, just search for Cap City Outfitters on both of those. Uh, lastly, sign up for our email newsletter. Um, you can do that on our website, capcityoutfitters.com, or drop us an email to info at capcityoutfitters.com. Uh, also, guys, please note that during the COVID emergencies that are ongoing, uh, our, our hours of operation are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday. Uh, so we apologize for the discrepancy with the hours listed on the door, uh, but we are 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tuesday through Saturday due to COVID. Uh, but please stop in and see us. Uh, we'd, we'd love to talk to you about night vision. Uh, we'd love to talk to you about other guns and accessories and things of that nature, too. So thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Cool. We'll see you soon.